I doing the welcoming or you totally. didn't? Totally, totally. You're right. the youngest and you touched it last. <laughs> Welcome to Men's Feet Radio. I'm uh, Bercy, that's Kenny. Um, uh, today we're going to be talking about um, tips on staying sane during lockdown. Um, so should we do the 30 seconds first? Yeah. Do you know what? Our ground rules rock. And a lot of people have said, yeah, I read the ground rules. And then they forgot what they are and how good they are. And recently in the closed groups, they've come up again. So maybe we should stick them here with this or as a comment or something. But I think, yeah, really worth check out the ground rules that Bertie's going to put as a comment that we have Bertie and I. Do you agree? Yeah. Me too, because they're damn good ground rules. Um, so once people have said, yeah, I totally buy the ground rules and that's what I'm checking into, then we do two minutes, but we're going to do 30 seconds because we're on Zoom radio, 30 seconds. Do you know, another thing crossed my mind, maybe before we do the, what you call it, whatever it was that we just said, what we're talking about. How are your young men's group, how are your young men's speak groups going? Going like better than I could have imagined really. Like, yeah, it's, um, there's like, there's a couple of guys in there. There's at least one who's, just said how much he's changed and uh you know we've only met like maybe he's only been to about 10 10 groups maybe a bit more than that um but he said that his dad like actually made a comment and said like you seem different you seem more confident uh, and relaxed or something like that and and i see it in him like he he definitely he just seems more present and yeah just happier um so that's a really, really nice feeling. And yeah, I've like been moved a couple of times by some, some of the guys saying in the group, like, this is, this is amazing. Like, you know, I went, I went to therapy for a couple of years, but this, this even just coming a few times, I, I really feel a difference. Uh, not that wow. it's you know, a comp competition to therapy or anything like that, but yeah, that was pretty, pretty incredible to hear. And it, and it's quite, um, like a group of regulars actually like there's guys that about between four and six of us who pretty much come to every session so wow. yeah does that mean in any way that new people might find it cliquey or feel like outsiders or how, how does that work because now people might think okay i'm going to send my son or i'm going to go myself but I'm going to be the new boy in class and that's just no 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 they're not going to like me or 
you, they will know each other and I'll be the outsider. How do you manage that? Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that comes across. Um, so it's not an issue? No, I don't think so. Same with us. Same at the daily check-ins. There are some people who come regularly. There are some people that come once a month or haven't come since lockdown last year. Um, it's not an issue. And for me, from what you've said, it just goes to show how we become products of our environments. And if you're holding an environment that's good for them and includes them and there's space for them to show up, then they can be more in the group and be more in their lives. Good on you. And today, what date is it? Seventh? Seventh. Yeah, seventh. We are launching Mature Men Speak, <laughs> which I'm really excited about. Um, I'm, and the way I worded it is for men over 50 or men who identify as mature i should have said people who identify as men as well but men who identify as mature or wish to learn to be mature or something like that but it's um i remember when i ran the men beyond 50 groups and there was something different about it um in that there are different issues maybe to deal with different not just different stages in life but also different relationships, kids, grandkids, but more than anything, health issues, aging issues, acceptance issues at a different level. So I'm really chuffed that we've started that and I would imagine it might be weekly. So we're doing it Thursday at five tonight and I'd imagine it would be every Thursday at five. So it's not too early, not too late, but just right. So we've got the young, we've got the mature, we've got the women's groups. Things are going very well. And I had an email today from The Telegraph. It looks like they want to write something about us, which is jolly nice. Right. And the other thing I was going to ask about, because I think we talked about it last time, is your birthday. Yeah, um, yeah I had a surprise <laughs> Zoom, uh, birthday Zoom party uh, that evening. Um, I thought I was just going to be hanging out with uh, a couple of people Paul and a couple of people, but Paul had arranged a surprise birthday party. So I kind of logged on to Zoom expecting to see, you know, maybe one or two people. And there was just, uh, there was about- Loads of us. There was about 15, wasn't there? <laughs> I, thought, I thought for a minute, initially, I thought I'd gone to the wrong Zoom. <laughs> someone's Zoom party and, and uh, but yeah, it was really, it was really nice. We just like, um, bantered and I, I got everyone to tell me about um what they what they were doing uh, when they were 28 and um yeah and then one of the guys there did a little song for us some guitar and then I did a little song and uh it was really nice it was such a buzz it was really good fun and I was so chuffed that so many people and from all over the world as well so many people not one let on. Unlike the surprise party you organised for Paul, when John sent a message saying, sorry, I'll be late for your surprise party. It's like, what? Meanwhile, Paul presented and he did quite well. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we like bumped into Paul outside the venue. <laughs> the surprise party. Me and another guy, he was just like, why are you here? <laughs> 
<sighs> so should we do how how you are and then the tips for staying sane during lockdown? What do you mean how I am? How are you? How am I? Yeah. Very well, thank you. <laughs> I am. I am very, very well. Um, and I'm very busy because there are, you know, I think we are now really, it's a lovely sunny day, but we're, we're heading, we are in the dark zone uh, and we're in lockdown. We have new tears to our wedding cake and it's not all sweetness and light. So I'm, it, it took me a while to even think about how I am because I'm so involved with how other people are, um, whether it's personally or their businesses or their mental health. And there's a lot going down at the moment. Um, and I think there will be a lot more going down very soon. I'm doing more and more work with um, corporates because of their teams. And what I love about the corporates is they're realizing that every man for himself is not going to be a good way to get people to compete and work faster because people are dropping. It needs to be teamwork now. So they're getting me in to um, help get their people speaking, whether they're male or female. And it's working a treat. People are being more caring and sharing and fulfilled and everyone's benefiting, individuals and companies. So I guess how I am is busy and how I am is incredibly, incredibly lucky um, because I have a good life. I have um, lots of, I live with my wife and we are tuned, we're wired in a similar way and we have good fun. I get on well with my, my friends and family. I've got the Men Speak community. I've, I've got a lot of incredible goodness in my life seriously seriously um, blessed and um, I wonder I, I hope I don't conk out I feel it's important for me to stay healthy and, and keep serving for now um, so yeah damn good actually damn good very lucky and you I'm, um, I'm feeling pretty good like I was listening to some of the, uh, the music that I used to listen to when I went used to go raving and everything when I was younger earlier in the woods and I had a kind of mini rave by myself and uh, <laughs> what do you mean a mini rave by yourself you haven't been taking strange naughty uh, substances and staying up all night throwing shapes have you no no, no <laughs> I don't know I just dancing to really good music and just feeling, feeling it um so it was yeah it was really fun and wonderful and general yeah things are like really good I just feel really good I went to your epiphany workshop yesterday and that was just like really really incredible um and yeah it feels like lots of things are shifting for me my mood does tend to change like the wind at the moment so I can be feeling like really good in the morning and then in the afternoon I feel really crap and then in the evening I feel really good again um but at the moment yeah I'm I'm really enjoying as long as I don't think about when's this going to end or as long as I don't have any of those kind of thoughts like um you know I wish I could do this or then mm. I'm I'm happy I, just, mm. no issue for me mm. that was one of the things that we talked about yesterday is um coming from love rather than fear but more than anything coming from presence rather than 
fear of the future, fantasy of the future, um, poking at the past. But here and now, things may as well be great because it's the present and it's pretty perfect. If I choose for it to be pretty perfect. Another thing I think we talked about that was really important yesterday was how normal it is to feel tired and sad and angry and frustrated and joyful and blissful and connected and everything else. And I'm sure just as a lot of people realized um, after the uh, consumption of Brussels sprouts um, and, um, you know, windy weather, all things pass, all things will pass. Farts pass, <laughs> joy passes, fear passes, sadness passes, and these things are part of life, these things are normal. It's not about don't go anywhere sad, it might be contagious or it might stick, because fearing that feeds it. So yeah, all things will pass. So we're kind of getting into the topic then. The exactly. Saying, so what, what are your other tips for staying sane? So what, what's the title again? What's the title? How, how to stay sane during lockdown. How to stay sane during lockdown. Shall we do one each and see um, when we run out of ideas? So for me, how to, I'm going to do the most obvious, how to stay sane during lockdown is connect. And this is like, for me, connect with other people because otherwise I can get disconnected from reality. I can connect too much with the fears and fantasies in my head. But when I connect with someone else, then somehow it just breaks the spell and I am sane again. And I'm not going around in circles in my head and even just saying something out loud, I put it in a certain order so someone, including myself, can understand it, and it's out. It no longer owns me. It's no longer just like torturing me. So for me, it's break the spell and connect, speak it out, which is why we're holding the daily checking groups and everything else. But connect with a friend. Connect with, there are so many groups and things online. Connect with a stranger. Connect with anyone or anything. Um, preferably someone live that you can get a response to. But I think what you did, connecting with music and this, I'll, I'll let you do that one. You can have that one as your, your next one then, if you like. Can't pick it for me. Okay, then I'll have that back and you do your own, go on, you do your work and I'll do that as my number two. Uh, the thing that came to me was um, it, like accepting how, uh, accepting tiredness and uh, we, we kind of touched on it, but um, basic basic needs I think like I, I remember I was feeling crappy the other night and um, I couldn't figure out what it was and um, yeah and in the end like I just kind of laid down on the um, on the sofa and I was like listening to like Ramdas or something like that and in about like two minutes I started to almost start falling asleep and <laughs> So then I was like, oh, that's it, I'm tired. And so I just <laughs> went to bed and I woke up and I was, I felt brilliant afterwards. So like, yeah, sometimes just sleep for me. And, and it's not like I'd had a lack of sleep the night before. It was just that I needed, I needed extra, extra sleep. 
so important. My wife, what was it, day before yesterday, about four-ish or three-ish, and she was just looking tired and squeezing energy out of herself. And I just kind of scooped her up and said, it's time for a nap, and we walked to the bed. And she, after a little nap, she was just bright as a button. Um, pushing for energy like that, it's just like, that's that self-harm. It's not fair. It's so not fair. It's time to sleep. Nice one. So I'll take that one back. Connect with music. Get funky. Um, I'm very lucky because of my inner DJs. They play the most outrageous things sometimes. Um, but other than that, it might be just something I put on YouTube or a CD or something. And preferably, it's like you were saying you were dancing. Great to be dancing. Do you know, so many people are shy to even dance in their own room. Meanwhile, other people can't wait to get, you know, do their own strip tease in front of the mirror, grab a hairbrush and start doing a Freddie Mercury type thing. But whatever it is that music does, it has, music has, has saved my life. My, in my days, when I was a messed up boy with OCD and Tourette's and all of my other body dysmorphia and stuff, it really did save my life. Um, and these days people are spoiled. You can press a button and listen to anything. In those days, we had to make friends with people we didn't like because they had a good record and we'd cross town to listen to it. Totally different kettle of fish. But now, my God, bit of movement, even if it's the housework or something, just music. And I guess it's the environment, like, like you were saying with, um, the, like we were saying with the groups, it's a great environment to be a product of. So if I'm on a downer inside, play that funky music, and then my environment's like, of course it's gonna funk me up and change my mood and everything. So yeah, I'll nick that one from you. Back to you. Uh, this one, I don't know if it's about staying sane, but it's like um, a bit more than that. It's a bit extra. So I'm reading this uh, Atomic Habits book by James Clear, and he talks about changing habits. Really the best way to go about it is to change your identity. So instead of saying, uh, I'm, I'm quitting smoking, you say, I'm not a smoker. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the same way in the positive, so uh, instead of saying, I, I, you know, I'm crap at dancing, but I like to do it, say I'm a dancer. And mm -hmm. um, I, I was even, I, I, I've been having an online, well, the first online dance class, I'm doing like a five week online dance course. And I started that yesterday as well. And that was really fun. And I could feel, my, feel myself being self-conscious, but when I said, when I thought about that and I thought, actually, what if I were a dancer? Then suddenly I felt a lot more free and free to kind of put, put everything into it. And I was just less, less self-conscious and less sticking to old habits and things like that. Um, but this, this lockdown, I've really thought about that. I've made a list of like who I want to be and in it is stuff like dancer, singer, um, and... Astronaut? No, not, not... Time Lord, by the sounds. If you're, time, if you're traveling to the future and bringing it now and giving yourself permission, then surely you're allowed Time Lord, maybe in lowercase. Sure, all right, I'll that. Um, <laughs> and also uh, Spanish speaker and uh, musician 
and from that I can then think about the the habits I want to have with that so that means I want to practice singing a bit every day I want to practice my guitar a bit every day I want to practice dance a bit every day and before I know it my day is like filled with stuff that I'm really enjoying and uh, and I'm also I also feel like I'm working towards something uh, the person I want to be um, so so yeah Hmm. I don't know how this fits in, but I'm going to say it out because I haven't thought it through. So there was a meeting that you were in recently. And in that meeting, we there was something that wasn't right for me about the energy of it, about the vibe of it. Um, and I think um, some of the people in the meeting made it more about because one of the things we were talking about was money where for me it wasn't about money it was about, it was about the environment it didn't feel in alignment to me um and then as i do and this is one of the things we very often talk about in the groups and everything is follow the feeling so after the meeting i kind of thought well what was that i can accept that the vibe itself in the meeting wasn't right and it's going to be great to, you know, when we have this meeting every week, talk about, okay, so what wasn't right? And let's get back in alignment and remember who we are rather than be distracted by the shoulds and the pressures and the money and the dramas. So I thought, okay, that's going to happen. But there's a gift here. If something didn't feel right, I want to make sure that I know what's going on. So after the meeting, like, what is it for me to learn? So I got in the feeling. And then I followed the feeling back and it was really weird. I did not see this coming. It was very simple, but it was an incident. And I don't remember which, well, you could probably tell me from the language, but I was in some country, probably Spain or the Canaries or somewhere with my, my parents. My brother may or may not have been there. And, I, and we were the only, as usual, as very often, the only people of color around. And um, we were in a shop. And I remember I bought a book and I paid for the book. Uh, I had the receipt in my pocket, whatever. And then I went back to my family who were buying other things. And a little boy noticed me go around. A little boy, like he was in the, you know, the bit that you put children in and their legs dangle in a shopping trolley. Oh, yeah. So little, little. And, um, it's, I guess, something that I've experienced where and a lot of people of colour have experienced is we are thieves unless we prove ourselves otherwise. We are a danger or a threat unless we prove ourselves otherwise. And what was ringing through my head, and it did get embarrassing after a while in that, in that incident in the shop, is the boy was obsessed that I stole this book. And he kept shouting, le libre, le libre. And he kept pointing and pointing and looking around, waiting for, you know, the authorities or a grown-up to probably chain me and whip me or whatever it is he wanted to happen. But it was that it got in, it got under my skin. And that I thought, did I steal it? Well, of course I didn't steal it. I remember paying for it. And I, I've got the receipt. Um, and it's like, do they all think I've stolen it? Do I need to prove myself? Or what? Something wasn't right. Something really wasn't right. And it was that feeling. It was very strange. So the tip here is follow the feeling back. 
to see what's being triggered because then there's safety and security and sanity in the moment because otherwise I might get lost in the drama of things or lost in thinking it through or what's unjust or making an issue of it or but no it was about that that's what was triggered so I dealt with the gift that I needed to get and it's only since Black Lives Matter that I've felt not only permission but anyone is even remotely interested in another perspective or experience of life and a few people I know said exactly the same no one was ever interested before but it was interesting that that's triggered and now I have the audacity to even talk about these things um, and I think for some people that might be interested what a gift to realize it's a different experience for people especially considering you know most people say oh I forget that you're not white because blah 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 yeah I have a very different experience to most people that I know and it's pointless really talking about it because it's just describing something that that's irrelevant generally but yeah, that was triggered. And I so look forward to going back to the meeting um, and getting things in alignment and clear with good boundaries. So yeah, I guess that's my time travel. Yours is in the future. <laughs> I am a, a dancer and, and a singer and, you know, it just sounded like a great dating profile where mine was the past to get myself present. So back to you. Yeah. The, um, that just it just reminded me of um, I was doing some uh, dog. I was I put a message on Nextdoor the website about you know doing some. Uh, I was looking to do some walking walking my dog, my neighbor's dogs. I was like I was bored during lockdown. I like dogs and I was thought it'd be a nice thing to do to offer you know to walk people's dogs, and um, I, I so I wrote it and then someone commented saying. Uh, Oh, so someone commented and they were like, they're interested and they were like, oh, yeah, I'll message you. And someone replied to them and said, be careful, dot, 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 or uh, watch out, dot, dot, dot. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what, what, why? Um, and I, I thought about it and it's probably, I don't know, maybe there's, that's some way that people scam people out of their dogs or something like that. I wasn't really sure, but I met, I met this lady, you know, just to, a trial kind of walk with with her dogs and the whole time I was so on edge just kind of trying to prove that I was a nice person you know that I'm a trustworthy person um I felt very much on the back foot like um so I I, I kind of know what you mean about you know having to prove that you're you're safe and trustworthy or something like that and I definitely felt it then and it wasn't a nice feeling and um yeah, it felt, it felt kind of claustrophobic actually. And, and just like painful. It's like, I'm not this person. So stop projecting it onto me. Mm. Um, and even at the end of the walk, she, she just said kind of half joking, but half serious, like, you're not gonna, you know, you're not a dog thief, are you? Mm. And I was like, ha ha, no, but I was, mm. I was just, I felt really uncomfortable with it. Mm. Um, yeah. So I wonder whether you know, being male might make you an abuser. And another thing with that I realized the other day is like, even when I'm just walking around, like, you know, in the sunshine, I feel a bit, if, there, if there's a woman around, I feel a bit like I can't just amble around and just like be off with the fairies. I have to be going somewhere and have a purpose. Because mm. otherwise, yeah, I, I'm suspicious, I'm, I'm dodgy, you know, 
what kind of man just wanders around like looking at houses and it's just coming from and and that that's next door is to no good yeah next door is full of pictures of suspicious men looking at houses wow what really yeah it's full of so i realized like yeah i think men generally are probably in the i don't know maybe it's just me but i'm a lot of the time on the back foot trying to prove you know i'll pretend that um I'm, i'm going this way and i've got a purpose you know if someone walks by if a woman walks by just in mm. case she thinks I'm a bit dodgy and suspicious and I make her uncomfortable mm. Mm. so many men I know do that walk slowly cross the road away etc etc and I guess in a way my fear of the woman coming from fear is all fear-based there's no love or connection or anything like that it's just shocking and it's got worse during lockdown because it's like everyone's a zombie and I'm going to get a scratch and suddenly become a zombie. Everyone's contaminated, everyone's the enemy. Mm. So, could you sum that up as a tip? I think I think you did really. It's like come from love not fear. Mm. Mm. And you're right, like I've no idea what they're thinking. They might be thinking they might even be thinking oh it's really nice to see a guy you know ambling about you know without a you know purposeful direction to do something and it's uh, mm. taking in the sights mm. it reminded me of um i was i gave a talk recently for um diversity and inclusivity in the workplace and people wanted to know about men and how to include men and to for men's voice to be heard and one of the things i said was that men are very often from what they've said to me fearful of being passionate uh because they'd possibly be told that they come across as angry or domineering and as soon as i said that there was a message that was read out saying exactly the same for black women we don't want to be seen as angry black women so it's like all this suppression are we not allowed to just show up and be passionate is everyone do we have to be so subdued so everyone feels safe or nice i think things are surely opening up to include everyone um yeah it's it's love rather than fear and again again yeah like when i heard that i was like that's a shame because i've been around uh you know black women who are very passionate and i find it i i find it really refreshing yeah <laughs> it's exhilarating. Yeah. It's beyond the glass of water. Yeah. <laughs> but the subdued stuff when no one knows what's going on and it's all nicey nicey and say, "Oh my god, it's so boring." So, I think following on from that is um my next one is to reevaluate here and now what is actually true. Um what was the question five ways five ways we've gone over five to stay sane during lockdown so it might be that i'm still stuck in the the playground with something and that the um the this this just puts me right back to a guilt that i had very very early on in playground actually one of my friends who I really liked was a guy called Peter Johnson and we were in Catholic school together 
And I used to love football. I really, really, really enjoyed football. Um, but I didn't want my best friend, Salvatore, who was the captain, to put me in the team because I didn't want my parents to spend money on a football kit because I knew that we were, you know, we were poor refugees. But I'd still play in the playground and I absolutely loved it. And I remember once I kicked the ball and it went straight in Peter Johnson's face and it really, really, really hurt him. And he was in shock and he was generally so confident and funny and all of that. But he was really hurt and he cried and he was angry um, and maybe threatening. I don't even remember because I felt so bad that I caused pain. Um, so it's be present rather than I shouldn't play too rough or I might cause pain or whatever. It's like that was then and it's not happening now. I don't need to be carrying that guilt. So be present. Is it true that if I play with enthusiasm, and that could be around the boardroom table, it could be with friends, it could be anything, that I might hurt someone, or am I allowed to be big? Is it true that I remember my father used to say when we were in Wales, because I used to, I still whistle a lot, I whistle on the underground, and my friends and wives say, stop whistling, it's like, I don't know, it's just they're playing something, of course I'm gonna whistle along. And my father used to say at night time in Wales, stop whistling, you'll attract the snakes. What? In Fishguard? I don't even think snakes would, would be attracted by me whistling in Africa, leave alone Fishguard. But it's these things. It's like, is it true? Is it true that I have to be small? Is it true that I have to be good? Is it true that I will cause harm? Is it true that some, if I have something, it'll cost something? Reevaluate. Get here and now and reevaluate. Because otherwise, is it true that people are out to get me? Is it true that I need to believe all the cons conspiracy theories because the world is a bad place and no one and nothing's on my side? Actually, I choose to believe that most of those things when I was a surviving boy are not true. And that makes space for me to exist here and now. And it just opens up my world to just so much passion and love and connection and everything else. So yeah, reevaluate what is true and what's not true because the bogeyman from the past have probably retired by now. You don't need to keep summoning them. Back to you. I think uh, this one is kind of related and we might have already done it actually, but the, um, yeah, I mean, going back to the, um, not thinking about when is this going to be over when you know when's things going to go back to normal you know uh, am i going to catch it is my family going to catch it um just from for me that's it's just been so helpful just to not think those thoughts and i i know it's simple saying that it's kind of like the pink elephant thing um don't think about pink elephant but then you think think about pink elephant um but i think i think um the thing that really helps me is, or it definitely helped, used to help me a lot more. And now it's kind of, I just use it automatically, but was your thank you for reminding me of who I used to be kind of technique or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. So when I start thinking about those kinds of thoughts to take a deep breath and then say to myself, thank you for reminding me of who I used to be or one, uh, or I'd also sometimes just say, that's the old me and yeah. just kind of leave it in the past um and then to engage with something that brings me alive and that makes me happy or 
um, that engages me um, or at least leads me towards a more positive outcome like calling a friend or something like that um, that's been yeah just the practice of that because it's definitely a practice um, but it just gets it gets easier and it gets easier and now I think I do it automatically um, and I generally more of the time have you know um, more joyful thoughts um, than uh, fearing fearing thoughts sounds like you've taken charge of your mind mm. rather than letting it go down the old survival places or fear places mm. brilliant and mm. i'd also say part of that was just engaging my senses as well like you know with incense or um what is like i've got your so like a, a spray with just water and eucalyptus that i'll spray mm. every now and then every now and again and opening the window like I open the windows pretty much every day um so yeah engaging engaging senses as well nice one so weird one from me floss <laughs> and I'll tell you why I, I say floss and it's not all about floss but it reminds me what's that song sunscreen something about Ben something or other, or Bob, Bob Sinclair. Is it Bob Sinclair? Sunscreen. I'll stick uh, it, I'll stick it in the Zoom. But one of the things he says is floss. And for me, this is all about self-care. And when people get sad or even depressed, um, washing can go out of the window, moving can go out of the window, and certainly toothbrushing can go out of the window. And one thing that I've never heard talk about is the number of men, I don't know about women, um, the number of men who have been depressed or not got out of bed for a while and they haven't brushed their teeth and then they've got gum disease and then they've lost some, if not all of their teeth. And it's just shocking because that is like, what do you do with that? Spend your life savings if you have any on implants or go around with dentures or, um, do you, by the way, do you remember that guy old guy that came from Australia um, and he came to men camp one year and he was saying something about you know when they do whatever men's retreat processes how embarrassing it was for him to be standing in front of a man and challenging him <laughs> and shouting at him and his teeth went flying out <laughs> ah, OCD attack but, you know, it's not cool for your teeth to fly out when you're having a word with someone. So floss, brush your teeth, wash, eat, drink water, move a bit, change your bed clothes. Um, for the sake of it, clean the place. It feels so, this is back to the environment, I guess. Take care, just basic, basic self-care. And I know, so you know, this is so often said, in the groups and I feel it that sometimes when I'm on the on a downer the little boy in me wants my fantasy mummy or daddy or this guy or whoever to just show up and take care of the little boy in me that just needs to be nurtured and be told that it's going to be okay and you know here's a little treat for, here's some you know a warm cocoa and a special biscuit and it's going to be okay. And 
the number of men who dig their heels in and say, I'm not moving from here until someone rescues me. And the little boy just wants to be rescued. Well, I think this is where the man in us or the adult in us needs to show up and take care of that child. And for fuck's sake, Floss, that was yeah. a weird one. I was back to you. Oh, that's a good one. And, and I, the, um, yeah, definitely. Like whenever I replace my bed sheets with fresh sheets, it's just like I just go to sleep smiling. Just like <laughs> it's just so nice. So yeah, just having having clean stuff it smells nice and definitely. Um, I don't know. I think I'm running out. <laughs> go on, squeeze one out. Think back to when you thought you were losing your marbles. Mm. What did you do? I think one of the biggest things I did actually was let myself fall apart. And, um, you know, I suppose as long as you've got somewhere, some people or something that you can say, I'm falling apart um, to, then... Um, yeah, for me, I fell apart a few times and it was just like, just a feeling of just letting go and just like, I can't, you know, keep pretending that this is, you know, fine or I keep, can't keep pushing and uh, trying to soldier on anymore. It was just like, I just feel like just giving up and just, yeah, falling apart. And, um, and, I, and I was very honest about that, you know, in the groups and with my, with my closest friends like I said to uh, Yogesh, uh, one of my closest friends, like, if I fall apart, will you be there for me? Um, just because that's just what came up. And um, he didn't even need to say anything. It was just the, the act of, of saying that and asking that. Mm. It was kind of like I'd let my inner child speak. Mm. And um, that was that was amazing. Yeah, like after that, because after I fell apart, then I would kind of gather up again, but gather up better. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, allowing, allowing falling apart. Breakdown before the breakthrough. Mm. It's really weird, but crossed my mind is um, death, drugs and orgasm. Apparently it's good to go with it. I'm not fighting. I don't know if this actually applies to the orgasm bit, but <laughs> why stay in that tension and torture yourself in that place rather than going through? The fear of things in my life have been torturous, but the things that I've feared have come and gone like no big deal or maybe a big deal for a few seconds or a few minutes or whatever it is. Um, but why spend hours or months or a lifetime fearing something that's gonna just pass in a few minutes? What would you say for people who haven't got friends like you've got? Um, go to the groups and just make contact there. And I mean, they're on every day. So you can just say, I feel like I'm falling apart. Can someone, I don't know, just be aware or something like that. Hmm. Right. On that note, for me, it will be tell the truth. And people very often I find don't know the truth, um, but by opening their mouths and starting to talk, 
at least it's um, letting some babble out to find out what the truth is. And I'd say in the groups, people find out by beginning to talk and hearing other people's experiences and, and learning from there. Um, so many people don't know how they feel or what they want or what their needs are. So it's like, speak it out and find out, find out the bottom line. Not, not I need a girlfriend, I need to go on holiday, I need to earn more money. And you know, those are the fixes. But what is the real need behind? Is it, I need to feel connected, I need to feel safe, I need to um, just know that I will have enough, or I need, you know, what is behind this money and status and you know, do you need a girlfriend or do you need love or do you need to be held or, or is it your status and you need someone pretty on your arm so the other boys think that you're cool enough to have a pretty girl? Like, you know, then if you know that, then you can really start to reevaluate re things. But tell the truth and maybe that's explore the truth. Um, and telling the truth might be right now I feel angry. And what I love about that is it's out. What, I, what really bores me and pisses me off at the moment is the way people second guess, well, if I say right now I think angry, then that person might think I'm angry at them. That person might think, well, no, I'm the angry one, so who's gonna fight me for anger? That person's gonna try and fix me or save me. That person's gonna be like all weak and needy because he doesn't like that I'm getting attention because I'm angry and he always gets all the attention because he's so broken. And all this second guessing, oh, I'm not gonna say I'm angry, I'll just say, fine <laughs> tell the truth whatever it is and make a mess because once there's a mess it can be poked about and the goodness can be taken out or whatever it is that needs to come out or be learned from it that can be extracted and the rest can just pass rather than carrying the mess around and being a mess back to you we're out of time we are, oh my God, I've got a client in seconds. By the way, not just that stripe, but check it out. Just on that one and not that one. Funky. And on that note, oh, should we do 30 seconds? Let's do 30 seconds. That was good, eh? Yeah. Right, here we go. On the dot. Yeah. Right. I'll see you very soon. I won't see you at Mature Men Speak tonight. But I identify as mature. Yeah, we'll be the judge of that. <laughs> Catch you soon. Yeah.